B-Pod Studios. Video games. Yes, you can! Comic books. Nothing is impossible. Sci-fi. Just anime. Do it! If you've been made fun of for it, we're probably going to talk about it. What are you waiting for? This is Nerd Radio. Make your dreams come true! Welcome to another week of Nerd Radio, wherever you get your podcast as part of the B-Pod Studios Network and all over your social media, as well as YouTube at Nerd Radio 101. Al. Yes. Where are we in Boston? Hey, you remembered. Rock929rocks.com. And then, James, we are, of course, Wednesday afternoons live on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. Absolutely. Which mic is you, James? Is number five? I am five. There you go. Yeah, I'm right. five on the video, so I must be five on the board. Yeah, let me give you a little more volume there. Thanks. I didn't want to... Uh, a little more James. A little more James. A little more James. I'll, I'll give you the full James. The full James experience. Well, now when there's a lady in the room, I won't. <laughs> I've yes. already seen partials of that, if you remember. Oh, how can I forget? Yeah. Right. We've all seen partials of yeah. James. I, I mean, it's true, but I, I'm the one that had to witness him putting fries in his junk. Yeah, so. she's seen him maybe, maybe a little bit more. This is awkward <laughs> with yeah. Chuck sitting right here. You know? <laughs> I mean, I've. I mean, Cody watched me. So. Yeah. I was going to say I've, I've worked here for a couple of years, so I've seen plenty of you as well. So that's true. But have you seen me with fries in my pants? I have not. I no. know Erica is uh, upset about the double standard because she would like to not have to wear pants for sure in the office. I but wouldn't be upset. You apparently I don't care. Are the only one allowed to do that? Well, here's the thing: is uh, <laughs> I do get a talking to every now and then. That's why the man fong isn't as pre- prevalent as it used to be in the past because there's there some, has been some there's some issues. <laughs> With a semi-nude man running maybe, around. Maybe some salespeople that were new to the building that were like, what is happening? Yes. <laughs> not okay with this. And the addition to the, the praise network here within the building. That would probably stop the, the schlong showing. Yes. There may be a laying on of hands just to try and exercise whatever demons make you yeah. run around with no uh, with Actually, no yeah, I wouldn't mind participating in an exorcism just to see what comes out, yeah. you know? All right. You know, we're, maybe we're I'm like just a, a big old like satanic zit that needs <laughs> to get popped. <laughs> going to need a lot of praise down in James's office. Yeah. James is full of ghosts. I imagine that James would get that green ghost that comes out in Ghostbusters. In Ghostbusters, yeah, Slimer. Explode That'd be sweet. from your chest or something. I think right. it's going to come right out my butt. Oh, that, even better. Especially, I'm mean, hearing uh, some, some news about some split pea soup going around the building. That's so. right. Yeah, well. So I, I want to get this goddamn po- podcast moving so I can eat the soup. Right. He asked for cyanide. I only had soup. I, yeah, yes. I wish I'd have seen that. We could have given him the best of both worlds. I could have put cyanide in the soup mm. while we brought it in here. I was Perfect. fresh out. Yeah, so uh, we are. you you may have heard a, uh, a female voice uh, in the last couple of minutes. That's my wife. Acronym Amy Cooper. I'm going to say it that way every time. My wife. <laughs> she is joining us for uh, this week's podcast because she heard that Al was feeling a little under what under the weather, so she wanted to take some of the uh, some of the the job off of you for you. So Perfect. You, so you didn't have to say as much if you didn't feel up to it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so he's only going to give one word answers the rest of the time. Correct. Al Beck, <laughs> the man of many words. <laughs> So this weekend, uh, myself and Acronym went to uh, Yumacon, had a fantastic time. In fact, for podcast listeners, this episode uh, is going to feature an interview with uh, Yuri Lowenthal, who played Peter Parker in the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man game, which uh, I was super pumped to talk to him and his wife, uh, who also played the cop Yuri in the uh, Spider-Man PS4 game. So his name is Yuri. His name his is Yuri. And his wife played a character named Yuri. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, very a very odd uh, set of circumstances there, but very fun conversation. It's not a very common name either. It really you isn't. You know Yuri? Yeah. Yuri no. on not, ice. 
Not, well, I was going to say, not unless you're Japanese anime, then it's everywhere. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, yeah. Anime, I don't know much about that. But we saw a whole bunch of uh, awesome cosplay, which you can check out on our Instagram uh, page at uh, Nerd Radio 101. And uh, got to see uh, the on Sunday we went to a panel with the guy who voiced Handsome Jack from Borderlands. It was oh, cool. Him and uh, Karen Strange, and I don't remember the third guy's name, but he Is voices he as handsome as the character claims to be. He's pretty handsome. He I was pretty say. dashing. He was a silver fox. Yeah, and uh, but it was very their sense of humor shines through uh, from the game into, into that panel as they did a Q and A session, and it was very fun. All, all in all, Yumicon always a great time, and uh, this this year no uh, no different. We had a good time. Also, Mark Cooper was playing on Friday. I did not get to see it, but Nate did, and uh, he said it was a fantastic time. And I get, did get to uh, sit down with Mark for a couple minutes and talk to him, but uh, that's not on this week's episode. Yeah, I saw he made the Metro Times. That's he did. That's cool. Yeah, he's very excited to be in the Metro Times. I like he, to... he joined us a few weeks ago yeah. on Nerd Radio, so he could always go back in the podcast feed if you missed it. Yep. And... Uh, Give it a listen. I like to think that all this uh, all all this fame that he's getting now is all because he was with us on Nerd Radio. Yeah, a couple of weeks I'm ago. sure. Totally. <clears throat> so while uh, Yumicon was going on this weekend, another convention was happening, and that was BlizzCon, and that's the uh, Activision Blizzard convention where they will have their big tournaments for you know Overwatch or uh, um, Hearthstone. They announce anything World of Warcraft or Diablo or Overwatch related and stuff like that, and in order to kind of offset all the um, bad press that they've gotten in the last month or so. Yeah. They they announced Overwatch two, Diablo four, and a uh, and a new expansion for World of Warcraft. All of which do not have release dates. They just wanted to let you know they're on their way. Sure, because they need people to talk about them in a positive light. I they guess. got a page in my book. I'm always talking about all these videos I'm going to do, all these funny <laughs> things, I'm, all these gags I'm going to do. And sure. what do I do? And you just end up smoking weed and sitting on the you couch go, you watching go. WWE every time. <laughs> go home and uh do do some smoking yeah. but yeah it's uh it's i am interested especially in overwatch 2 because they're saying it's going to be there's going to be a player versus environment uh specific mode instead of you know i, I mentioned last week that uh, with the halloween event there's a player versus environment mode. And that's my favorite way to play overwatch because yeah, i'm you know, bad you're only going against the actual people because everybody's so much I better s- than you <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't i know how that goes right so uh, I'm I'm very interested in seeing what that is. But one of the things that I thought was really cool about it that they they announced is that you do not have to buy Overwatch two in order to continue to play Overwatch against people who have Overwatch two. Like any content, any new characters or maps or anything that they add with Overwatch two will be back ended to Overwatch. That's very interesting. Like how are they gonna like what kind of new stuff is actually gonna be involved with Overwatch two? Then like is the what incentive. I would want to know. Why you know, yeah. why buy it then? Yeah, I let's... think specifically for that player versus environment experience that will be. Sp- Specifically linked to Overwatch 2. So do you think it's like a big campaign? Yeah. They're going to have like a big campaign version of the game, but they yeah, still have... Something like, like you know, Borderlands or something like player. that, where you can play levels of stuff or, or whatever. I wonder if they'll add other characters, too. Yeah, that's what they're saying. They'll yeah. continue to add new characters. There'll be new skins for the you know the, the Overwatch characters that will be in the sequel. Uh, will have new skins that you can get, but all of that stuff will still be available in Overwatch. They already have a ton of characters in that game. They do. I feel like when I go to play that, I'm like, am I playing Overwatch or am I playing that Marvel versus Camcom versus? Yeah, you know, like there's so many options. Well, I guess even Smash Brothers has. I was gonna say you're playing Super Smash Brothers, like a hundred frigging characters. We've had that game for what, like nine months, still haven't unlocked anything. We were playing it over the weekend while we were at Yumicon and unlocked two new characters. Mm -hmm. I just keep playing Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, that's the funny thing is when Banjo Kazooie became like the the downloadable content. That's the only character she plays now. I sometimes play Kirby. When you get when you get sick of getting beat up. Yeah, or Wario. 
because he farts. Yeah, Wario is funny. And he ha- he throws his motorcycle, so those are my two favorite parts. Right. So he farts and has a temper tantrum. He could be me. True. I, oh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> right. Al's <laughs> like Bumblebee. He's not going to talk anymore. Yeah, he's, he's just, just going to talk and drops. Drop it. Talk. <laughs> All right, so here's some news I know is going to make James very happy. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate came out this weekend. Oh, wow. Apparently didn't do well. Oh, surprise, <laughs> surprise. Uh, debuted with a, uh, according to Variety, a dismal $29 million in North America and $102 million overseas. Uh, apparently it cost $185 million to produce. Uh-oh. Along with $180 million in global marketing and distribution fees. So they're at a deficit as of week one right now. Maybe it was a good idea to call this one Dark Fate. Well, maybe you don't put uh, Linda Hamilton saying "I'll be back" in the trailer and save that as a save little, that for the movie. little nugget in the movie, right? Because it's probably to me probably the, the biggest moment when you hear her say that, similar to your Captain America moment in right, you know, uh, in the Endgame, Endgame. You know, when he says "Avengers Assemble," I feel yeah. like you just totally ruined a golden moment of the how, film. How amazing would it have been too if they would not have let you know Arnold was in this movie until you were in the theater? That actually would have been great. That would yeah. have been amazing. But I think I think they would have needed that in order to get people to actually go watch it. Yeah. Because I feel like if you do a Terminator movie without Arnold, you know, the one with Christian Bale. Well, yeah, they know? have done quite a few. So, so yeah, the people, if you would have not let people know he was in there, then they'd be like, oh, another one of those Terminator movies with no Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that makes sense. It just reminds me of like when Bill Murray's in the middle of uh, Zombieland. That was awesome. Yeah, because that was a big surprise. They didn't. Right. Nobody knew going into Zombieland that Bill Murray was going to be in there. He's going to be think, the second one, though. Yeah. They did show that in the trailer. But I think that only happened because I think the people that were putting the movie on couldn't get a hold of him. They wanted him in there. They wanted him involved. Right. But then Woody Harrelson had to reach out to him and be like, hey, you know, because I, th- I believe that they're friends. They have a relationship, obviously, probably from Kingpin. Um, and other things in the past that they've worked yeah, on. They've done, yeah, they've done quite a few movies together. Yeah, so I think Woody, I could be wrong. People can let me know how wrong I am if you want. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you um, want to check in on the uh, Twitch stream or just hit us up on social media. Yeah, but I believe that's how they got Bill Murray to be in that movie. Huh. Well, that would make sense. That's um, a little bit different, too, though. I mean, Ar- Arnold's in The Terminator. That's a big selling point. That's true. Yeah, Bill you Murray know, being in, in Zombieland. It's a great surprise, but that exactly kind of goes back to my whole thing about why I don't watch trailers. Because if I'm like, oh, well, I, I'm going to go see the new Terminator movie, and I don't watch the trailer, I get the surprise yes. that he's there. But no, if they had to have put that out there. Right. Um, in other movie news, Deadpool 3 may already be in production. All right. They're saying that Disney has filed a new shell company under the name Finger Gun Productions. Uh, so that may be what's, uh, that, that may be them secretly. Yeah, whenever they come out with movies, they always give them a title that's not the title of the movie. Kind of thing is finger gun the the fake title that's what that's what i'm i'm leading that this is implied in this particular story on comic book resources is that finger gun productions llc may be like the the company that's putting together deadpool 3 okay so i don't know what they would uh possibly have titled the movie i guess because i'm trying to think if there's some sort of a correlation to finger guns Deadpool. Yeah, well, he does use guns. In there. He does shoot people in the face. Yeah, but so. he's like, bang, bang, like he was a Cactus Jack, you know, bio flick. Right. It would make sense. Right, like why would they select that name, you mean? Yeah. Like, sort of like there... Maximum Effort Productions or something like that, which yeah. was a line yeah. that he, you know, a recurring line. Uh, in other news, Ant-Man 3 will be directed by the same person who directed Ant-Man 2 and uh, the first Ant-Man. Peyton Reed is coming back to direct the, to complete his Ant-Man trilogy. All right. How cool is that going to be, though? Like, he, it's almost like you're off in your own little corner, 
and people just like, yeah, just make another one of these. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And everything yeah. works. And then they get to reap the benefits by, you know, pulling Paul Rudd into Avengers movies when they want to. And then you're like, can we even make an Ant-Man 4? How about 5? Right. You can guys we, thinking about 6? We'll do a whole other trilogy. Can we do you know? more of these? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look Paul, at how many comics that came it's out. It's not like Paul Rudd ages. Yeah, Paul Rudd's <laughs> going to. That's right. Paul Rudd's going to look the same no matter how long we make these Ant-Man movies. So it's, it's all right. It's you know it's it's a little bit like the way nerd radio works. <laughs> they just leave us in our own little corner here to create content. We definitely age though. That's true. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I age about three years for every hour I live. On that note, <laughs> very depressing, Al. Let's take a short. It's <laughs> supposed to be a joke. That's like but it <laughs> bombed, and then everyone else like got sad. The most messed up version of Benjamin Button ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What was that? What was that Robin Williams movie where he was a ten-year-old Jack? Jack, Jack? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's well, actually a good movie. On that it. note, let's take a short break. I'm going to pull Erica in here because the last seven days of WWE yeah. specifically, much less pro wrestling, has been insane. Yeah, you yes. go get Erica. I got to go do therapy. Apparently, yeah, exactly. So we'll be back with some more Nerd Radio. Do you need a hug, Al? <laughs> Don't hug him. He's sick. <laughs> It's still real to me, damn it. Pause that game. It's time for more Nerd Radio. I don't want to see it. All right, we're back with some more Nerd Radio here, wherever you get in your podcast, as well as on the podcast page at WRAF.com. We're in Boston. Rock929rocks.com. And every, uh, almost said Thursday, every Wednesday afternoon. It's Wednesday. Every Wednesday afternoon, we're on Twitch, on uh, Checkpoint XP's Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. Thank you very much, guys. Al Beck and James joining me this week, and we're going to talk about some pro wrestling and Squared Circle Roundtable time. So we've got a full table this week. Uh, my funny. wife, Amy Acronym Cooper, <laughs> is Sorry. here. She's never coming on the show again. She's so tired of hearing me do that. I popped for real on that one. You did. That was uh, real. And, of course, uh, Erica, Erica Banis. Who uh, works here in the uh, in the digital uh, the post and stories on the website? Also with us. Is that what's on your card? The official post, post and stories, stories, on the the stories on the website. I mean, yeah, I, I like suppose. her Twitter bio the best. I'm basically a Renaissance woman. It's true, right? It's very true. So the reason we wanted to talk about wrestling specifically uh, the, today is because the last uh, seven days or so of wrestling have been <gasps> insane. Um, let's start with last Wednesday. Last Wednesday was the, uh, of course, it was NXT and uh, AEW, and AEW did a a specific Halloween episode of uh, All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, I didn't even watch it. You didn't get this chance to see it, no, because it was uh, pretty fun. NXT. They had a a uh, a crossover sponsorship with Rick and Morty. So, the, so that's where all the Rick and Morty stuff was coming from. I was like, yeah. cool, I'm glad to see that they partnered up with a cool kick-ass cartoon, but I didn't know, I right. think, was it that Orange Julius guy came in? Yeah, uh, or, uh, Orange Julius. Orange yeah. Julius. I know, I know. That yeah. <laughs> Orange Julius guy? Hey, I'm, hey we're plugging uh, Almond Joy, I'm going to plug Dairy Queen, okay? okay. And Orange Julius rolled in with a <laughs> right. Rick and Morty wig on. And I'm going to start watching wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Comes with snacks. Orange Julius? Jesus. Yeah, Orange Cassidy and the best friends came out dressed as Rick and Morty, which was uh, extremely fun. Uh, Kenny Omega was uh, di- had an entirely uh, specialized entrance done by the c- creator of Undertale, um, Toby Fox, and came out as a character from Undertale. Uh, I believe it was Sans. Yeah, he came out dressed as Sans in his uh, his entrance. There were a couple more cool Halloween things that were were going on in that particular episode, but it was fun. Is you know kind of fun wrestling and NXT on the other channel was rocking it. 
They had some fantastic matches. The, the ones, if, if uh, the last time I think we talked to Erica, we talked about how it's the Wednesday Night Wars now. Yes. Um, and I think this was probably the first weekend that it truly felt like both shows were must-see television. I'd agree, definitely. Um, I mean, once again, I, I watch AEW first right. uh, because you have to give them the ratings to make sure that WWE stays like kind of on their toes. Right. Uh, I'm firmly a, a believer of you have to support the other product or else the WWE is just going to get lazy, which we have seen happen often. Yes. So that was Wednesday. Thursday was when the WWE went over to Saudi Arabia for the second crown jewel event um and of course there's been a lot of political backlash as far as wrestling fans are concerned because the saudi arabian government uh does a lot of uh, unscrupulous things but are willing to pay vince mcmahon millions and millions of dollars to uh bring his wrestlers over there and do an event the card was pretty stacked you had brock lesnar facing off against uh, another ufc fighter whose name escapes me at the moment which shows how just truly important it really was Velasquez. fair enough uh kane velasquez kane velasquez thank you very much guys um, also, we, we had Braun Strowman facing off against the boxer, uh, another name that escapes me, because I don't watch sports. <laughs> it's Tyson something. It wasn't Mike Tyson. entertainment. Right. Thanks. Braun Strowman. <laughs> if it was Mike Tyson. It was not Mike Tyson. Um, they had a big tag team battle royal, and the one thing that could have gotten me to watch, they actually... Yo, I guess that makes sense. I, didn't you, do that. I did, that. did not do that on purpose. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know. What happened? The the one thing that could have happened, they had The Fiend facing off in a rematch against Seth Rollins, and The Fiend won. The, Good. The Fiend Bray Wyatt is the universal champion. He deserves that. Mm-hmm. I agree, for sure. Uh, but like I said, it's the yeah. one. It was the one. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to stay in this thing. No, it's all good. <laughs> Oh, I ate all my candy. I wish I had something to do right now. Jesus. <laughs> so that was Eat the... Eat your soup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eat your cold soup. That was the event itself. The more interesting part is the rumored oh, innuendo of what went on around Crown Jewel. Uh, the stories that have come out of that day is that apparently Vince McMahon got in an argument with somebody in the Saudi royal family. One of the princes or whatever over one cash. Of, one of, yeah, one of the rumors is that they have not been paid for they the still last owe, time they man. were over, They were there. Gotta pay the if, piper. It's almost as if he should have never done business with the Saudi royal family. Yeah, yeah the, you would you would imagine that's. Uh, I think that's what a lot of people felt when they you know heard about that. As the story goes, and I say story because um, I wasn't there, so I don't know. I'm going you know on like Dave Meltzer, who's one of those guys that uh, reports on wrestling for a living. As the story goes, Vince McMahon didn't uh air the feed live for saudi tv he he had it like for on a 40 minute delay or something yeah and well to add on top of that the it there it's also sort of being reported right now allegedly the delay was in place so that um the women's match could be cut from the saudi feed oh okay because they you know the saudi saudi arabia doesn't enjoy women as a people and don't think of them as Real people, right? Uh, so when the women's match was announced, I uh, mind you, like uh, Natalia and Lacey Evans were in like 
were fully covered up and also wearing giant poncho-esque t-shirts over their gear to you know, basically hide their form altogether. Sure. Then you have Seth Rollins freaking out on Twitter. Yeah, well, I'm getting to that. So he airs the feed a little bit late, and after the event is over, Vince gets on a private plane with about 10 or 20 of, uh, you know, like, the 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 most important people i guess like, primary players like hulk hogan and rick flair and you know brock lesnar all and uh they get on their plane and leave the rest of the wrestlers go to get on their plane and the plane is delayed because of mechanical issues with the loosest of air quotes right and uh so the rest of the roster has to stay an extra day while the mechanical issues are worked out and some of them uh, took to Twitter, not to put any like, actual here's what's going on or something like that, but that they weren't very uncomfortable by this entire situation. And that led to Friday Night SmackDown, where most of the people who were supposed to be on Friday Night SmackDown are either in the air on their way back to the U.S. or are still there in Saudi Arabia. And they had to figure out, what are we going to do? So they called up half of NXT to take over Friday Night SmackDown ahead of uh, this year's Survivor Series, where NXT is going to face Raw and SmackDown in a bunch of triple threat matches. And it might have been the best episode of SmackDown in forever. Yeah, it was. Because every single segment was like, you never knew what was going to happen. And NXT guys should could just show up and start beating up the people who were wrestling. And they did. And yeah. it was great. It would it was well, a thing like that too. I mean, even the storyline is completely improvised because everything anything they had planned for that night is out the Yeah, they the just window. gotta toss it out the window. So But it was it was absolutely fan- fantastic uh fun to watch. I feel bad for all the people uh that were there that are like in two oh five live or some of the, the guys that are like lower lower card guys that maybe didn't go to Saudi Arabia and they're like, We're right here. We're right, right in catering <laughs> and all the people that eat up all the T V time are not here. Why we could be on TV this week, please? But it still it was uh, it was it was a great episode of SmackDown. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. What do you think of this whole the the, the Saudi Arabia the the stories coming out of it? The, them having to do SmackDown without most of their roster. What do you think, Erica? Uh, well, I mean the the deal. First of all, they extended the deal even after all of this drama. WWE released a, like a press release saying that they have now extended their relationship with Saudi Arabia through, I think, 2027. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what the show structure is going to be, but the fact that there's been so much controversy about this and they're doubling down on the relationship is going to be just an absolute cluster to watch. Just yeah. because it's... Every show, there's been something, there's been some sort of controversy around every show. And this this latest show, Crown Jewel, ha- has been a nightmare. It's like, what the hell is going to happen next? This, I mean, look, I know we've touched on this before. You know, I'm not going to stop anyone from making money. However, there has to be a line. There has to be a line somewhere because this this is a nightmare. Like and, it, and, and you see um, probably one of the most damning things on Twitter, you had Carl Anderson's hot Asian wife uh, in, like, uh, her husband's comments going, like, uh, please get your ass home safe. We have four young boys to raise. Do they have and four? Like, yeah, they have four kids. Okay. Uh, and they all look like they, they're all within, like, one year of each other. Oh, yeah. Like, like the, he that, cranks out another kid every year. 
It's, um, I would love to know what the birth control situation is in that house because they're, it, it, either that <laughs> or once again, like it's they, existent. Are, yeah. they are the most fertile couple prayer? ever. Like that sperm and that uterus are just cranking them out. It's like <laughs> Greta Fan Fleet albums. Yes, yeah. exactly. Perfect title right there for the episode. <laughs> What's that? Sperm and that uterus just sperm cranking them out. Cranking them out. <laughs> Well, and it'll be interesting, too, because you've already seen, like, right when they started going over to Saudi Arabia, Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn, most notably, were like, well, we're not going. And it was it's like when they used to do tribute for the troops. and They, they were, didn't want Sami, yeah. remember? That, that, yeah, that, that came that out Sammy, after the yeah. fact. Be, because of his, his own uh, nationality, lineage, yeah. he was not allowed to go over there anyways. But it was kind of like when they used to tribute to the troops, and they were like, look, you can opt out. And I wonder how much of that is going on. But the thing that'll be interesting is out of all the people who went this time, how many of them are going to opt out the next time? It's time to go over. That's going to be the interesting part to see how it shakes out next year. I'm surprised uh, that because that was going to be my next question, that the the statement that you just mentioned, that they are extending their relationship there. Mm -hmm. Because keeping anything political out of it, like or views on the culture or whatever, we have that mysterious sort of delaying people where you're kind of not detaining them, but you're detaining them. Yeah, right. Your you country. Are. At that point, you you feel like the, the WWE has got to look at, like, well, our the safety of our employees is first. Right. You would hope. Well, they don't even give them insurance, so I don't think they care sure. about their safety sure. well, at this yeah. point. But the, the, uh, the money. The money yeah, is what they're all about the money. That's the thing that's so troubling to me on yes. this whole thing. The fact that, you know, to me, it's like. Maybe it was actual. Let's just let's just play that line of it that that it, there was actual mechanical issues with the planes, and that's right. the whole reason why it was talking about. If there's a chance, why would you risk it? Mm-hmm. That's the issue I have. Well, and you throw down then the steps of like you have some of the people that were on the plane freaking out. You have some of the people that were spouses of the people on the plane, or like people like Carmela going like get home safe type deal. Right to Corey. But then you have the flip side of it. So you have AJ Styles pretending everything's okay. You have Carl Anderson pretending everything's not okay. Or not pretending, but maybe being more realistic. He was being very facetious. I think he said something along the lines of like, you know, I'd go back. You know, I'd like a second pool. Yeah, like something ridiculous (laughs) like that. But I just look at it and I'm like, the stories aren't lining up. And then you've got, like I said, Seth Rollins wigging out on Twitter, yelling at Dave Meltzer. He's just right. like going full Kanye on this. Well, actually, because I, I just caught an update on that just before walking in here. Meltzer reported how uh, at Monday Night Raw, like there was like a big meeting. Like once again, like Vince McMahon doubled down on the whole there were mechanical issues. And right. Boo, 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 because let's face it, he PR wise, he does not look good. Oh, yeah. All of this. Never. At the very looked- at the very least, when you get on a plane and take off and then nobody else you know all your employees can't get on a plane and take off either like you definitely have to have a meeting where it's like look i didn't know that was going to happen i apologize at the very least you have to apologize to your employees it it makes me think though too like how many planes does vince have because i'm guessing stephanie's got a plane i'm guessing that Shane's got a plane. They couldn't have gone to go get them or something. I don't know. I mean, who knows what could have happened. Either way, Vince McMahon is looking like he deserted his team, his workers in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Not a great PR situation. Uh, Meltzer also reported that, like, supposedly uh, Rollins gave, like, a big rah-rah speech. Uh, I guess Meltzer has now come out and said, you know, he hit his source had got it wrong or he received bad information. Right. Um, but, at you know, once again, you have you have top guys who are probably making 
insane money trying to like rally you know still at least you know try and be like no everything was okay everything's okay and then you have like your your mid card and like lower card guys going like I'm not making as much money as you mofos, so why am I risking my life just so you can get a paycheck? Right. Sorry. Right. It's just, no. Seth's last tweet was saying his problem was that you're spreading complete lies. He keeps saying that Dave Meltzer is lying. He said, I gave no speech. I said nothing before, during, or after the meeting. So either your source is full, is full of it, or either way, it's a bold-faced lie, and I kindly ask you to quit pushing it. Okay, well, and, and Meltzer has come out since uh just before uh, me coming into the room with mm-hmm. you you all here today uh has, has since like retracted that and has apologized well i don't really like seth's twitter presence anyway because he's trying to be becky and he can't well yeah and yeah he should just shut his mouth just yeah step on back let 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 the you know woman do her thing yeah she's better at it than you brother much better well it seems like like i said the next time they decide to go over to saudi arabia it'll be very interesting to see what kind of show they can put together how many people are going to be like no i don't think i'm doing that and um it'll also be interesting going forward to see how everybody involved every you know from seth rollins to dave Meltzer to vince mcmahon uh how all of the players going forward address the the particular thing it'd be interesting what like a year from now or something like that when some of the lower card guys aren't on the roster anymore right and inevitably do some kind of shoot interview oh that's gonna be great yeah oh i can't wait for that crap to happen because it's gonna be glorious yeah well in the last couple of years it's been really fun to hear a bunch of people who were part of the monday night wars back in like 99 2000 2001 do those shoot interviews and talk about some of the stuff and i feel like that's going to be another interesting thing five to ten years from now is seeing all the people who are currently working in wrestling talk about what exactly is going on as we're living through it well you had uh i I think jericho did the first saudi show if i'm not mistaken and like he had like went on his own podcast and just said like it was a nightmare i told vince i am never doing this again (laughs) Uh, i don't care how much money you throw at me and of course then he would later leave the company and join aew uh so i mean like this has been a common thing these shows have not gone on without controversy or without issue and this is still going to continue to happen through to 2027 it'll be interesting to way down the line like talking like years and years in the future of these podcasts that have been coming out whether it's you know Corey's podcast you've got jericho's podcast bruce pritchard all these guys if they will actually talk about what really happened in like maybe 20 or 30 years yeah well it all depends on who's still working for vince mcmahon and who isn't well yeah who's still alive obviously that's gonna change with rosters and stuff but Uh you never know Sami Zayn could have a podcast later on. I hope so. He's great. (laughs) But on a lighter note, so SmackDown was good, huh? SmackDown was great. (laughs) SmackDown was fantastic. And then says the guy who was making depressive comments over here (laughs) twenty minutes ago. SmackDown was fantastic. If you have the opportunity to go and search it out uh, on your cable system during on demand or whatever like that, I highly recommend it. And AEW and NXT last week were also very fantastic. And we're on a Wednesday, so I'm looking forward to another uh, good Wednesday of wrestling. Well, it's the go-home show for AEW because Full Gear is this Saturday. Right. So, I mean, we have a lot of big matches uh, at Full Gear, namely Cody versus Jericho for the AEW World Championship. Right. Uh, that has... Is that, it Moxley and uh, Omega fighting? Moxley and Omega, yes. Uh, but going back to Cody and Jericho, that has the 60-minute time limit and the panel of three judges 
to where if it oh, goes, it's like a boxing match. Yeah, to where if the if they run out of time, three judges they haven't announced who the judges are going to be. Uh, will decide who won the match. So I'm sure that's going to that's going to be like a further storyline. I imagine. Right. I mean, you don't announce a stipulation like that and not have it affect a storyline further down. Right. You would they think find so. out all the judges are from the inner circle. Oh um, right, um, yeah. Uh, they're either they're either the inner circle or they're like Cody's buddies, like Diamond Dallas Page and yeah. MJF and stuff. People that, people that have connections within the two fighters, right? For sure. So yeah, looking forward to that. And Erica, I definitely wanted to have you in because over the weekend, New Japan Pro Wrestling had an event too. Oh God, I mean, where where to begin? Uh, I mean, Jericho first of all is going to be battling uh, Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, so he, Wrestle Kingdom. So I no, love no, this. Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. Let me explain. <laughs> Tell me you. all about Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. I'm in. Wrestle Kingdom is basically the WrestleMania for New Japan, and what they're doing this time around, which I think is brilliant, they're splitting it up into two nights. They have so much action; they need two nights to do it. Which is and what I, they should do with WrestleMania exactly. already. Exactly. Exactly. It's too long. We, the show with with the pre sh- with WrestleMania with the pre show. Give us and Saturday part, and Sunday. It's it's an eight hour show. I'm putting in a full shift to watch a show. That's exhausting. Yeah. This is why I got out of wrestling to begin with. They were asking for too much. Right. Like too time. much time. Just too much of my time. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. And that was when there was like a two hour show on Monday and a two hour show on Thursday, and then sometimes a pay per view. Yeah. Well, even on even on my my peak of wrestling fandom, though, I was never as into it as all of you are. Right. So it was easier for me to walk away, but yeah, no, it, it, it was just too much, and so I, I bailed. I do the same thing when well, we've talked comic books. I do the same thing with when Marvel needs too much out of me. Yep, I jump ship on certain things. That, that's that's all it takes. Yeah. is for you to, and, I, and nobody knows where that line is. But when you've crossed the Albeck line, oh, then he's out, and I, and I hold a grudge. <laughs> I am a grumpy old man. Anyway, I interrupted you. No, it's <laughs> Tell fine. me about the Wrestling Kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> the, the wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom. It's, it's do they enough. also have Orange Julius? No, they do not okay. have Orange Julius. <laughs> I don't. I, just, I don't have it. I'm like, why? Why? Like, I don't have the energy. I've they've they've got Cinnabon. I, oh, my God. Hey. That is a hell of a name for a new wrestler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spell sin with S-I-N. Yeah. They have a de- demon-looking kind of face. Cinnabon. Going on. You put a, maybe put a Y in there. Cinnabon. Yeah. Dude, that could be your wrestling I name. I was just about to say Sounds that like could a tag be the team. new uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, think, the new fiend. Yeah, it feels like a tag team to me. Coming yeah. down to the ring. <laughs> weighing in at 560 pounds combined. Cinnabon. <laughs> All right, Wrestle so Kingdom. An, so anyway, Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, so we're going to have Jericho versus uh, Tanahashi. Does Jericho still hold a title for the, the New Japan? No. Okay. No, he's still... I thought most of the AEW guys had vacated whatever New Japan titles they had. Pretty much. Uh, Moxley probably would have still had the U.S. title, but there was issues uh, with him getting to Japan to defend it. And, like, New Japan has a rule where if you're not... If you can't make your title defense, you are stripped of your title. And okay. It, so then they had to kind of go rogue and with a new storyline. Now Lance Archer holds the title. Uh-oh. Was that when he was Hey, sick? Robbie. Hi. Oh, house here, huh? Yeah. yeah. Right. Y'all behaving yourself? Not no. at all. Would you like an almond joy? <laughs> <laughs> We're busy. I mean, we got a lot of work to do, so just keep it down, all right? Uh, you got yeah. it, Dad. No chance. You like, sure you don't want an almond joy? We'll be good. I hate almond joy. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should put the rest of that bag over here at his station. He hasn't, he hasn't watched the stream yet, clearly. That's clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I expect a tweet later thanking me for cleaning up his area. Uh, right. 
<laughs> you know, with your mouth because you ate them all. Uh, okay, yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I cleaned so up. So Wrestle mouth. Kingdom, everybody. Uh, <laughs> all right, Tickles, calm down. <laughs> I miss that part. Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, Tickles well, is something Chuck does with his mustache. Wrestle Kingdom. I think this <laughs> yes. episode needs to be called, okay, Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> okay, Wrestle Kingdom okay, now. Wrestle Kingdom. So, all right. Well, I mean, the, the event over the weekend was a power struggle. Uh, we already covered Jericho and Tanahashi. Right. Huzzah. The other big thing, which I freaked out about, uh, Will Ospreay uh, defeated Bushi for the IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight title. And after he won... Uh, Hiromu Takahashi returned, who is a member of LIJ. He's been uh, out with a severe neck injury uh, for about a year and a half. And he's the one. He's the guy that comes out with the stuffed cat. Yes, Daryl. Yes, yes. Uh, and like you know, the every the place went dark. Uh, then there was just a bunch of stuff going on on their jumbotron, and then like a countdown clock, and then then he emerged in his crazy ass Technicolor suit. And challenged Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom, and Osprey accepted. And now uh, they are trying to get the match to headline night two of Wrestle Kingdom. Night one will be headlined by uh, Kazuchika Okada and Kota Ibushi, who won the G1 and will face Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship belt. So it's Wrestle Kingdom shaping up to be real great, you guys, and I might be the only one around this table who cares. <laughs> and that's in January. It's okay. That's in January, right? That isn't in January. It's um, traditionally it's always the f- okay. I think it's uh, it's always been like the fourth of January. Okay. It, uh, no matter when, like the fourth fell on, like if the fourth fell on a Tuesday, they're like, well, Wrestle Kingdom's on a Tuesday. Uh, but this year, because now it's two days, uh, the fourth actually falls down on a Saturday. Fifth will be on a Sunday, so right. whole weekend. Oh, it's just get, it's just a lot of like it's gonna be like that's the real Christmas in my home. That's your wrestle Christmas. Yes. Right well there. no, just Christmas to each their own. Oh, we have another- America. Hey, I thought we kicked y'all out. Right? <laughs> no, we stuck back in. No, every time you guys use the studio stuff is broke. What? Missing. Norris, right? would you like an almond joy? I don't want anything. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God! Okay, before you go, this outfit's outstanding. You Thanks look very so nice. Much. Yeah. And I appreciate it. She can stay. She can stay. <laughs> Damn straight, I can stay. Well, next, <laughs> next week on Nerd Radio, all Erica. All Erica. Yes. Talking about Wrestle Kingdom. Give the people what they want. <laughs> she, she's just, totally fine with it. Yeah, just me going ham on on, on New Japan stuff, and like, okay, we can only take ten minutes of this bitch, <laughs> and then we're done. Well, Erica, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. Talking about some wrestling for us. We'll uh, we'll definitely uh, monitor the situation with the WWE as it continues. And uh, And apparently also the Checkpoint XP situation. I guess. Yeah. All right. We're coming back with a little bit more Nerd Radio. Remember, uh, podcast listeners, you've got an interview with Yuri Lowenthal from Yumicon to look forward to in this episode. And uh, we got a couple more things to talk about before I can let Al have his soup. You're a talking turtle. And you're a human nerd. Hit it. We're back with more Nerd Radio. Run for your life. Hey man, look at me rocking out. I'm on the radio. All right, we're back with uh, Nerd Radio. I almost said we're back with Checkpoint. We're in the Checkpoint studios, but we're broadcasting Nerd only, Radio. Yeah, for a limited time only, because apparently they don't like us. Uh, it's Chuck Bean, Al Beck, and James hanging out. Well, they like Erica. They don't like me. 
And you can, of course, find us on your social media at Nerd Radio 101. You can find us on Checkpoint Stream Wednesday afternoons at uh, 1130. And you can uh, find us in Boston. That's right. Rock929rocks.com. All right. So something we talked about a couple of weeks ago is NBC's Peacock Service. Yeah. Which uh, we got a lot of really juvenile jokes out of, so I figured it was worth bringing back. (laughs) Well. The news is that uh, NBC originally was going to make that service. The the plan was supposed to be free for Comcast subscribers. Okay. There was going to be a free version of it, and then you could, you know, subscribe to it just like your CBS All Access, something like that. The idea now... Comcast, I believe, owns NBC. They do. Yes. Um, the idea now, according to CNBC, is that uh, they are going to have a free ad-supported version available to everybody. Which is how Hulu started. Yeah, it's going to be essentially how you can sign up for Hulu and you can watch Hulu as much as you want, but you're going to get ads. But then there's also a version that you can pay for that gives you no ads whatsoever. Um, so I, I would say that's reasonable. As far as like every channel wanting their own thing, that's right. the most reasonable way to do it. I agree. And also to circle back to a previous nerd rage moment of mine on the show, it does sound like HBO subscribers get access to, to HBO their, Max? Yes. Okay, that's good. Yes, because that was my whole thing. At the time, you, you figure, well, i got to pay for HBO, and then i got to pay extra for this thing. Right. Well, I'm already paying 15 bucks. You know, your premium channels are like the original streaming service. You're paying extra money for this thing right but it does but it makes me wonder because i get my hbo through hulu it might exclude me but unless i actually like sign up through hbo direct i don't know that i don't know but yeah i guess it remains to be seen yeah because i know that almost everybody like disney plus uh they've got some partnership with verizon uh they also partnered up with hulu like you could get uh what was it hulu disney plus and i think espn yes for, for a, a Which pretty are all movie. Disney properties. Right. And next week is when Disney Plus finally goes live. All right. Do you guys, uh, either of you guys have a, a thing that you're looking forward to? Like, as soon as it goes live, I got to stream this thing. I want to check out The Mandalorian. Yeah. I think the trailer, just from what I've seen from that, looks pretty sweet. Um, the other stuff, I'll just click around and see right. what I can find to entertain myself. I'd love to see if I can find some of the old uh, collections or anthologies of, like, old cartoons. Sure. Like Disney cartoons. Like especially no around the food. holidays, like so around Christmas time, they'd always put like a collection of different clips from different movies that revolve around Christmas or right. different like uh, Christmas cartoons. You remember when they used to like have the syndicated Wonderful World of Disney? Sometimes it'd be a live action movie. Sometimes it would be yeah, like Sunday movie, nights like usually like, on Sunday yeah, Sunday, Sunday evenings nights. on Channel Seven. It would be cool uh, if they've got those on the channel. Uh, yeah, like that's when you'd see like the was like Mr. Boogie, like there's an old, like an old Boogeyman movie that I'd only see okay. on Disney. Like there's different things that they they put out that I probably would get like a huge nostalgia hit. Yeah, just watching if uh, if that's on there. Right, Al. Do you have anything that? Uh... There's absolutely honestly, there's nothing coming to Disney Plus that like that I can't wait for. Yeah, like there's some cool stuff coming. Like the Mandalorian. Out of all the stuff I've heard of, is probably the most interesting to me. Uh, but I don't feel like I have to watch it the moment it posts. If right. I don't ha- I don't know if I don't have Disney Plus access right away, it's not going to bother me. I saw either. I saw like a trailer on my Facebook for that uh, Lady in the Tramp movie. Oh yeah, do, yeah, the, like yeah. the the live action uh, animated Lady in the Tramp. I think I kind of want to see that. Yeah. What about you, Amy? Is there anything on Disney Plus that you're like, I got to see that as soon as I got access? Uh, I do want to see The Mandalorian. Um, I also am just excited to have access to some movies that we don't already have on Blu-ray. Yeah, stuff yeah. like Captain Marvel or... Yeah, you know, things that like I didn't necessarily need a disc for, but really do enjoy. Right. Um, I think... Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. 
just any anything Marvel would be great to just be able to log in and stream. Right. Well, I've been saying for months now that, like, i got to watch me some X-Men animated series. They're going to have all those X-Men cartoons on there, like X-Men Evolution and stuff. And They're going to have every single episode. Like, the one that would come so. on Fox, like, Sunday, Saturday morning. Right. Like, is, if that's there and I could see every episode, I would probably definitely watch that, yeah. too. I'm like, like much, that's how I got my X-Men education. Yeah. yeah. Well, from the much, cartoon. Much like my, my Seinfeld pilgrimage. I'm like, I, I would like to sit back and, like, just binge through the X-Men animated series in order. Because sometimes you would be watching on Saturday. Sometimes you wouldn't see it on Saturday because, like, you had a video game to play or something like that yeah. as a kid. And then you would miss an episode and, like, would never see it. I kind of wonder if they're going to have stuff like Darkwing Duck and everything yes. on there because I will totally watch me some Darkwing Duck. Yeah, Darkwing Duck, I think DuckTales, all the Disney afternoon stuff should be... Oh, DuckTales, I'm in. Yeah. DuckTales. Hopefully it's the old, like the throwback yeah, DuckTales, it has not to be the, the new ones. ones. Right. Yeah, no, that new one, that really, that, that, that upset <laughs> me. That upset me that day. All right, well, that's uh, that's pretty much it for this week's Nerd Radio, unless unless you're listening to the podcast because there's uh, the interview with Yuri Lowenthal and, uh, and his wife from the Spider-Man... PlayStation 4 game that I got to uh, conduct over uh, Yumacon. Amy, thanks for stopping in. Of course. Hanging out with us, as if uh, I didn't make you come in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, Al, thanks for uh, soldiering through. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't grunt. You have soup. In your sickness. I do, yes. And as always, thank James, you. thanks for uh, running the cameras. Thanks for no being problem. here for Nerd Radio. Thank you, yeah. Checkpoint XP, for thank you, Empty Sheet. I just saw that in the in the chat, in the video preview. <laughs> thank you, Empty Seat, for being here. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, Checkpoint XP, for having us. We'll be back with Nerd Radio next week. We're back with more Nerd Radio. Roger me. We'll call me anything. Hello, hello, Earth. And now, back to the nerds. It's Chuck Bean for Nerd Radio out at Yumacon 2019. I'm sitting here with Yuri Lowenthal, who played Peter Parker in the Spider-Man PS4 game, and... Tara Platt, who played Yuri Watanabe, the uh, police officer in the same game. It's great to be here with you guys. How's your Yumicon experience been so far? I know it's just Saturday, but uh, what do you think? Well, I will tell you, Yumicon was our first convention that we ever attended 15 years ago. And it so was not also only the was first it, Yumicon, it was the first Yumicon, it? but yeah. it was the first convention we ever went to. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we've actually been back. How many years ago? Was that? Well, that was 15, 15 years, years ago. ago. But um, we also came back. Two years ago? Yeah. Two years ago, we came back to Yomacon. Mm-hmm. It was the first time we had come back. Wow. Um, we love Detroit. Also, I went to high school in Chelsea, Michigan, so it's not that far away. <laughs> it's near Ann Arbor. Right. So, um, we, have, so we have free childcare is what she's saying. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, grand, yeah. The grandparents so now that we have close. a toddler, we have free right, childcare. Yeah. Um, so that was helpful. Um, but yeah, we love Detroit. And I'm, I'm really, really happy to see the city blooming. It was really sad to know everything that had been going on you know, economically. And so it's nice to sort of feel the vibrance of the city yeah. sort of coming back and it's a great convention and they do a great job with it so it's nice to be asked back yeah yeah i you know i mean to get to come back to this the convention that was our first convention is mm-hmm. is amazing and you know morgan and the whole team here just run a really good show and it's great to see how big the show has gotten since that very first time in that little hotel in troy michigan yeah. to you know spreading over hotels and the convention, convention center centers. yeah mm-hmm. um here is uh has been a joy yeah yeah, we'll always be happy to come back. Cosplay is a huge part of Yumicon. Have you seen anyone that have just blown you away? Cosplay is some of my favorite oh, things that about a convention that, that from amazing. Overwatch. Yeah, from Overwatch with the gun. I, I'm not very familiar with Overwatch, um, so I, I will not get the character right. She was but amazing. But she had the most... the red armor and this cool... Yeah, like, it was like this cabled uh, gun that was very... Laser gun um, thing. 
that exactly. was that was super and everything was uh, heavy. Chinese, like Chinese you could characters tell that she had like cut things like out this. and like yeah. it was yeah. foam work and like it was just everything. Like you could tell that the work that went into a costume yeah. it just took hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And of and course, I, it's always a delight when someone comes up dressed cosplaying as one of the characters. Right. You're you like, some, you oh, some tamaris. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's always nice to like yeah. that's that's fun. Yeah, because they can pick any character they want, and especially if it's like a really obscure character. Yeah, because that's like because you know double deep fandom. Yeah. Yeah. Double deep. Did I just coin that phrase? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm just, now I'm just making it so no. yeah. You hear a lot of, uh, you know, when, when actors go out to eat or they go out to the grocery store or something like that, they get identified. Do you guys get that? Do ever people ever, like, hear your voice and they're like, hey, I know you? I mean, I kind of like the slight anonymity, the sort of walking around and people not yeah. knowing who we are. Um, I'll say that it was funny. Um, our very first appearance at this con this year, they had us do the Maid Cafe. I don't know if you've been up to the Maid Cafe, but it's like a room mm-hmm. where they're feeding you tea. And so our first thing on our first, like we got off the plane, we got to the convention, and we were doing Maid Cafe, and we walked in, and we were like, what are we supposed to do? And they're like, it's just meet and greet. And we are like, oh, great. And they had a whole bunch of tables around the room. So we started on one side of the room, and we went over to the table, and it was like, 10 people sitting around the, the table and we're like, hi, I'm Tara Platt and this is Yuri Lowenthal. But I don't think they were expecting to hear our names. So they were sort of like, okay, because they were expecting a maid to come serve them. And we were no, like, we clearly we're like, are you having a nice time? Maid, you, yeah. Are you enjoying your tea? And they were like, yeah, okay. So by like the time we got to the third table, there was a little bit of like a hubbub of like, oh, that's... That but was... the first two tables... Straight up, like, didn't like, have no guys, idea. Who what are we you? Were, like, yeah. <laughs> and then later, then hilarious. people from those tables were like, came ran, uh, running over to us, and they're like, "Can we get a picture?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have a picture. But I thought that that was kind of sweet because they didn't know who we were. They didn't know what we looked like, and even though we said our names, yeah. it was sort of out of context. So yeah. no, I mean, we have friends who, who are like like TV, you know, people, and they get stopped all the time. Yeah. And so it's kind of nice not to, you know, to just have, slip right to, by. Just yeah. slip right by. Yeah. 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 Do you have the reverse happen to you where somebody will hear your voice while you're out somewhere and be like, hey, that's the guy. Or, hey, that, I know that voice. I think it's more people recognize the name yeah. sometimes. Like, yeah. you've been at a movie theater and, right. you know, you're doing I'll, something and then you... I handed my credit card or whatever. And, and then they'll be like, wait, the Yuri Lowenthal? That guy? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That, yeah, that happens more often than the voice thing. Yeah. I think the only time that that happened, it was somebody who was actually working on the Spider-Man game from Insomniac, was also at Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah. And, and he came yeah. over because he was he's like, like, wait, I know that are voice. You? But, but it's because he'd we been were listening to my voice yes. over. He was one of the audio guys yeah. on it. So, and he yeah. had been hearing us for months, of course. Yeah, right, and I was right. saying something like, well, uh, can you do this, Yuri, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, wait, Yuri, wait, wait Yuri, wait, Yuri, wait, Yuri, like he just had, it was really <laughs> adorable. Oh, but that has happened to you on the phone sometimes with like people from companies. Like, yeah, you'll call like, like, like the gas company. And, and they won't recognize the, the voice. No, but, but they I'll did. Say the that name. one guy recognized your voice even before you said your name to sign in. He was like, yeah. is this, yeah. are you Yuri Lowenthal? <laughs> You're like, yes, I am. It's a weird sort of fame. I'm not going to lie. But it's fun. Yeah. Going back to the Spider-Man game, mm-hmm. obviously it's a pretty big time for Spider-Man with the Tom Holland being in the movie and stuff like that. Yeah, and Spider-Verse. <laughs> right. Oh what like, kind yeah. of voice direction did they lay down for you? Do as it good. As, well, right. <laughs> right. It's better than Tom Holland. No, they um, they they said... Um, Were they like, that, do you, you know, look into these particular things or are they like, we want you to no, do your own version? They wanted, Insomniac wanted their Spider-Man. Um, but because they're all huge Spider-Man fans over there, they... Um, I knew they weren't gonna, you know, lead lead me astray, and they weren't trying to do something so weird and different. Sure, because they love the character so much. Um, the uh, but but they did want, you know, 
they didn't want to go like Tom Holland because Tom Holland was too young for their Spider-Man. Like they, yeah. they wanted right. eight years of Spider-Manning under his belt. Yes. And the so, weathered Spider-Man. Right, the, the, slightly, the slightly wizened 23-year-old 20, Spider-Man. <laughs> Um, so, so we worked a little bit to, to craft that and we went, we went higher and we went lower and we went a little more gravelly, a little less gravelly. And and we finally dialed it into what they were looking for. And I, I don't know who exactly they were talking to over at, at Marvel, but once, um, Brian Antar came to a session and he said, um, he said, Hey, this doesn't, you know, this doesn't matter about it. This doesn't mean anything, but I want you to know that I was talking to somebody over at Marvel and they heard your, uh, you know your some of your tracks, and they're right. like, they're like, this guy sounds like Tom Holland eight years later, and I was like, yes. <laughs> um, hopefully that'll lock it in even, you know, even right. even more. Um, so yeah, we didn't model it off of a particular Spider-Man that had come before. Sure, um, but uh, but I'm sure because I just think they should put Tom Holland and you in something together. Yeah, if they're doing a second Spider-Verse, well, you can they, they you can get the PS4 Spider-Man and maybe the Tom well, Holland teased, in there. And they teased the, the, the our suit in the in the movie. If you, right. if you have so, a peanut, you can see it when they have the yeah. Yeah, and they and and then the last uh, they 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 paid homage to the homage to the to our game in Far From Home as yep. well. So, <laughs> yeah. like clearly somebody likes the game for sure. Who's making that other stuff? Yeah. So, Absolutely, yeah, it's an honor. Do you have a preference when it comes to either video games or, or animation? Mm. Now they're both. You know, we both get to do cool things on either side. I mean, it's nice in in animation that we sometimes get to do group reads. For original animation. Yeah, for original animation yeah. that you would you would have a lot of actors in a room and we get to play off each other. But now with video games with so much performance capture, yeah. you're getting that opportunity because it used to be well video games you're going to be by yourself. Mm. Yeah. So there was that little mm. hierarchy of like well at least when I'm doing original animation I'm with the other actors and that's fun. But now with video games you're still doing a lot of the work by yourself, mm-hmm. but then when you have the performance capture days, you get to go and play with the other actors. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Like we I got mean, to, yeah, the rooftop scene between yeah. Yuri Watanabe and, and Spider-Man and some Excellent. of the other stuff. Yeah. We, we were both there yeah. acting <laughs> with each other when, you know, all the stuff with Otto um, and the stuff with, with May and, uh, you know, I, those scenes I think are as heightened and as, uh, as, as dramatic and as, as truthful mm-hmm. as they are. Because it was it was actors working off each other. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, more. you get that give and take. It wasn't just somebody records their part in isolation. Right. But that's a testament to where video games are going and where yeah. they've. I mean, like honestly, video games are making more money than Hollywood films these days. So like Hollywood's a little like, wait, what? Video games, huh? Because like yeah. it's becoming yeah. as far as uh, what do you it's call a it? Like a or, like yeah, a model, yeah. yeah but I mean, yeah. like it's just becoming yeah. So much content, like as a as a content base, I guess I'm I'm doing uh, a terrible job with this. As a medium, as a medium, and it's it's generating more financial income for them. So there's a little bit of like, oh, we have to pay attention to this. It's becoming yeah. this. Big and how do we make more movies more like video games or video yeah. games more like movies? But how do we sort of back yeah? That's a that's a it's a it's a it's a tough it's a tough line. Yeah. They'll figure it out. Yeah. They'll figure it out. Are there any characters that going into the future that you'd really really like to play? I'd love to play Moon Knight. Someday, I'm, my my voice is not like like I, I've always loved Batman. Like I've always loved to play Batman or Moon Knight. Um, but but I will I will always play like the sidekick. Like I'll always play Robin. My voice is much more suited to like Robin as opposed to Batman. But we will uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll keep going. Yeah, on but that. Moon Knight we'll, we'll keep would be fun for you. Moon Knight would be super cool. I mean, Moon Knight was basically Marvel's Batman, <laughs> but even weirder and more interesting in some ways. Um, but I, and I, th- and I think finally, and nobody had heard of it. If I think finally it's happening, I think Marvel's doing a Moon Knight show. So, um, which I will be first in line to see, because uh, I've been waiting years for that. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah. We, we actually created a series, and if we ever made that into an animated form... Oh, that would be more Tatsu McGee. Tatsu McGee would be pretty cool. She's like a steampunk heroine. heroine. Yeah. And so, of course, I'd be like, yep, I'm, yeah, you can find I'm doing that. that. If, you, if you look up the short film we did online, you can, uh, you can check out Tatsu McGee versus the, spy, the, the Sky Pirates. Sky Pirates, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's live action, but, yeah. uh, but it was super fun. Yeah, super fun. How do you try and make sure that your characters feel different from project to project? You know, I... I'm glad that there that people do see a difference between those characters because you know you don't want to go you don't want people to be saying oh if every character sounds exactly the same um, but you know the, the difference comes from uh, the the writing and the the story and the context and so I think even if I have characters that if you just put them sort of side by side and just listen to them they would sound very similar um, the the characters themselves are different because. You know the, the the writing is different. The projects are different. The um, what's important about that character for that game or that show is different. So I I obsess a lot less than I thought I would about. Oh no, I got to make this character sound different, and just trust that the the writing and the context and the character design you know will will differentiate the character enough for it. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that's working so far. But it's anyway. also hard because they usually cast you yeah. because they know you have certain vocal qualities. Right. So you find a lot of times. I get, like for me, and I know this happens to you too, you get cast as certain vocal signatures right. because they know that that's what you can do. Yeah, like you play these strong women. I play strong like women, so a lot of my, and, yeah. they sounded like very similar because mm -hmm. they have a similar timbre. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's about the POV of the character, changes it up mm -hmm. a little bit, but it's so much fun when you get a chance, like for example, yeah. in the Persona series and games, I play Mitsuru, but I also play Elizabeth, and so that's really fun for me because the voice, the vocal that's signature is completely different, and people are often surprised. They'll know that I play Mitsuru, and they're like, oh, yeah, you play Mitsuru, and then I'll say something about Elizabeth, and they're like, that was you? And like they don't expect that because it's outside of the area of what they expect to hear from the voice, and I know that happens mm -hmm. to you, too, and that's always fun as an actor. Yeah. You can't. You don't want to play all your roles on the outside. It must feel like a victory. It's a victory. It does sort of when you yeah. fool people. Like yeah. like I want people to recognize my voice, of course. But I also I just I equally love when I when I yeah. fool people. And, I and love you want to get the chance to do that because yeah. oftentimes the producing team is yeah. saying, I mean, oh, I, get, well, that's I get, yeah, I, I play a lot of you know teenage male you know heroes, <laughs> and to get to come back on Ben Ten for this recent incarnation of Ben Ten. And not play Ben, but play Vilgax. You know, the awesome. sort of the, the the ultimate villain uh, was. Yeah, it has been such a joy. Do you have any advice for somebody who's going into uh, voice acting or, or developing a project? If you are developing your own project, make whatever you can. Don't don't go. Oh well, I don't have a hundred million dollars to put into R and D to make a video game that you know, AAA video game. Uh, make a short film with your friends, or you do a play, or. You know, find a friend who likes, you know, coding and do a simple, you know, get together and work it out and do, you know, like a, a tablet game, something really simple. Uh, write, write a short story, you know, and then if you really like where that's going, then take it to somebody who knows more about something. I don't, don't wait. Yeah. Um, and don't wait for that perfect thing, you know, that vision in your head. Yeah. Start now and, and do it. And, and definitely don't listen to that voice in your head of, well, I'm not good enough or this isn't good enough. Do it. Finish. Let, finish it. Let it suck because the next you're going to learn on that one, and then and the next one's be going to be better, and then that, and then the one after that will suck a little less, and the one after that. But you can't get to that really good one if you don't make a lot of stuff that sucks. Yeah, try to be but sucky in, really a, in a good way. Like in a good way is yeah, try to suck, fail, no, but fail, fail, fail harder, fail harder, yeah. fail big, but keep failing because if you fail, that means you did it. 
Yeah. So like, do it. Like, get out there and do. It. I mean, I don't mm. want to be Nike, but like, get out there and do it, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and then I was just gonna toot our own horn a little bit. But if it is specifically for people trying to get into voiceover, we did write a book mm-hmm. on voiceover, and we just came out with a second edition ten years after we wrote the first one. And the second yeah. one has a workbook that's included with it, and it includes things like performance capture, which the first one didn't because we weren't doing as much performance right. capture. Right, <laughs> ten years ago. ago, that was not as um, big a deal. So we did that. It's called Voiceover Voice Actor, the extended edition, because it's extended. Yeah. Um, but I would just say take classes. Make sure you like acting. If you're mm-hmm. a creator, make sure you enjoy the creative process. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that what you're trying to put your passion into is something that's actually going to fill you up. Because you may not get those big checks right away <laughs> or ever. You may yeah. not, you know, like you have to make sure that what you're doing is going to be fulfilling for the sake of doing it. Not because you're looking for accolades, not because you're looking for something else. And then once again, like Gary said, finish, finish, finish. Because finish, uh, done is good enough. And then move on to the next one and move on to the next one. Because each of those, yeah, each one becomes a, a, like a foundation or a stepping stone for the very next thing. And suddenly you'll look back and you'll have books and you'll have Mm -hmm. movies and you'll have things that you've created and you're, you're a creator and that's what you are and that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And that defines you and that shows you your own metal and it shows you who you are in the world. Because life is really short, <laughs> you know? I mean, like, it goes really, really fast. And if you spend your whole time looking ahead, wishing and hoping, you're never going to get there. You're only going to be where you are at the time that you are mm-hmm. there. So do the things now because mm-hmm. you don't know what is tomorrow. Yeah, and b- build your team because a lot of the stuff, you, it's hard to do, Alone. you know, on, on, you know, by yourself because right. um, there are so many different parts ask to it. Ask for help. So ask for help. Um, put that team together. You you were like I wanna you know I'm really good at design and art but I I suck at writing. Mm-hmm. I bet you know somebody who loves to write and would mm-hmm. love to team up with you on that. Um, and and if you don't know people. them, if you don't know them personally, go to the internet, you know, and use it as a resource. God use the internet for something good for the love of God. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, you can start now. Start yeah. now. Yeah, start today. All right, cool. Thank you so all much. Right. Sure, absolutely. I'm in a difficult situation here. I mean, after all, you're nerds. See you later, nerd. And we're out. <laughs> Putting well, we saw maybe two of those drop. Al, I, I, I tried to drop them right on Al's. I, like, I, like I warned that, you what would happen if you did that while I was still sitting here. I like that Al looked here, like a hype man. You want another one? Yeah, why not? <laughs> like he was just like nodding like, yeah. 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 Almond Joys. All day, our day. I'm really going to end up eating all these Almond Joys. <laughs> well, damn it. Now there really is going to be wrappers everywhere. <laughs> well, I'm cleaning up my wrappers. I don't you want that smoke. Um, Almond Joy update. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you dropped five of them here. Yeah. Two of them are not within my reach. <laughs> Three of them are gone. <laughs> Somebody get Al an old man reaching stick. Good <laughs> God, yeah, sir. one of those little grabby things from the dollar store. Yeah. Also, before we start this next segment, you want to do me a favor and flick one of those Almond Joys? <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Al has oh, no! Al has already eaten three no. of them. Well, here's the thing. I'm having this other one because it's oh. right here. Ha, get out of the chair, Al. <laughs> oh, did it fall, Al? You need something to pick it up for you? The chair. Al, it's right she there. threw a candy bar at a blind man and it fell on the floor. <laughs> Put it on the group shot so we can watch it bend over and pick it up. <laughs> wow, and I thought my self-control was awful. You <laughs> ate an entire pizza. He ate four pieces of candy. There's a difference. Right, I'm 12. (laughs) Today on on Nerd Radio.